It's Wednesday, March 1st, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. A new House committee focused on China held its first hearing Tuesday, sketching out the threat it says Beijing poses to U.S. interests and values and calling for a concerted U.S. government response. We may call this a strategic competition, said Representative Mike Gallagher, chairman of the Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party, opening the hearing. But this is not a polite tennis match. This is an existential struggle over what life will look like in the 21st century, and the most fundamental freedoms are at stake. The committee heard testimony from former national security officials, a Chinese democracy activist, and a representative of a U.S. manufacturing association. While much of the testimony and analysis weren't new, the committee's presentation was intended to create a forceful message. Held in the evening to draw more public attention, the hearing featured graphics on the U.S. trade deficits with China and loss of manufacturing jobs, and videos cataloging the repressive policies of the Chinese Communist Party. In other news, the Commerce Department on Tuesday kicked off the application process for semiconductor manufacturing subsidies under the $53 billion CHIPS Act, along with conditions aimed at advancing some of the Biden administration's priorities. The program serves as a test of Washington's ability to invigorate and chart a future course for the semiconductor industry that was forged in the U.S., but in recent years has moved much of its manufacturing overseas. The Commerce Department said it would impose requirements to help ensure that billions of dollars in taxpayer funding is spent wisely and that the funding will meet national security goals to counter the technology advances by China. Companies receiving incentives will be required to share part of their profits with the government and limit stock buybacks and dividends. Companies are also expected to use union workers as well as U.S.-made iron and steel for the construction of facilities while providing affordable child care for workers. Around the world, a passenger train carrying hundreds of people collided with an oncoming freight train in a fiery wreck in northern Greece early Wednesday, killing 26 and injuring at least 85, officials said. Multiple cars derailed and at least three burst into flames after the collision near Tempe, a small town next to a valley where major highway and rail tunnels are located, some 235 miles north of Athens. Hospital officials in the nearby city of Larissa said at least 25 people had serious injuries. Rescuers wearing headlamps worked in thick smoke, pulling pieces of mangled metal from the cars to search for trapped people. Others scoured the fields with flashlights and checked underneath the wreckage. Back in the U.S., tax relief measures on the table in more than a dozen states vary widely, but the trend cuts across political divides. Governors and lawmakers are using surpluses to give residents a break, despite concerns about a possible recession. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy on Tuesday proposed another $2 billion in property tax rebate checks as part of a $53 billion state budget, continuing a program that was enacted in 2022. A year ago, states were swimming in cash from federal pandemic relief programs and higher-than-projected sales and capital gains levies. Reserve funds have collectively grown in historically high levels, according to the National Association of State Budget Officers. Now, budget officials in New York and California are predicting that revenue growth will slow in the coming months. Fiscal analysts are unsure whether they are outliers or the leading edge of a municipal downturn. 
tax cuts, they said, should be considered with caution. And the Biden administration's plan to forgive student loans held by 40 million Americans faced a skeptical Supreme Court Tuesday, with some justices at times incredulous that federal law allowing the education secretary to provide emergency relief to borrowers could be read to wipe $430 billion from the Treasury books. Tuesday's arguments stretched over three hours, and most of the justices' remarks lined them up ideologically. Justices Kavanaugh and Barrett, while demonstrating some discomfort with the loan program, focused on the procedural questions of legal standing, while Justice Sotomayor said millions of students would benefit from the program. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.